Jesus took a familiar place at the Passover table. He was probably invited to his first Passover meal as a young boy, as a Jewish boy who grew up in a Jewish family. Annually, they would gather with family and friends to to celebrate and to remember the Passover. The Passover meal was the beginning of the Passover season and a time for Jews to remember the, how God saved them from exile and imprisonment in Egypt. God passed over their homes in the 10th plague and they were freed then to head back to the promised land. So every year Jesus would gather with family and friends and would experience the Passover meal. Many different rituals would take place, and he would, he would have known greatly about all of those, especially as a rabbi now leading the meal in the presence of his disciples. But something happened at the Last Supper. After the meal had concluded, Jesus stood up from the table, which was unaccustomed was something unfamiliar to the disciples. And he took a basin, probably bigger than this bowl, and some water in a, in a, a pitcher, probably bigger than this one. And he poured the water over their feet and wiped them clean. An act of great humility, an act of great and intense love, a, an act that actually pulls us back into his baptism by water. His first miracle at the, Cana, at the wedding in Cana of Galilee where he changed water into wine. Where he touched the eyes of a blind man and said, go wash with water so that you may see again. Here in the presence of his disciples, he takes water once again and washes their feet to show that he is servant and lover of them. After he gets done washing their feet, he takes some bread, some of the bread that they had for the Passover meal. He took that bread and he broke that bread and handed it out to his disciples. He said to them, this is my body. It is broken for you and do this, consume it in remembrance of me. I don't think the disciples quite understood everything that was happening, for he was still sitting there in the midst of them, but they went along with him. This is my body, broken for you. He then took a pitcher of wine and a cup, and he poured the wine into the chalice, and he shared the chalice of wine with the disciples there. He said, this is my blood that is shed for you. Take it and drink it, consume it, and do this in remembrance of me. These three actions, the washing of feet, the sharing of bread, and the the sharing of the wine are all symbols of God's great love found in Jesus Christ for you and for me. You see, this Passover table has now become the Eucharistic table, a table of thanksgiving, a table of praise, a table of sharing in Christ's crucifixion and resurrection. The table has become a sacrament, or the elements on the table have become a sacrament of the church for us to celebrate in as a community, 
as we gather together and on Sunday mornings in normal times, we would actually come to a table as we have done so many times. The priest would stand at the altar, which is one of the most holiest places on earth, as I can attest to, and stand behind the altar and ask God to make this ordinary bread and this simple wine into the body and blood of Christ Jesus our Lord. So that we, just like Jews, remembering in the Passover meal how God saves them, we as Christians can remember how God saves us and saves the world by the crucifixion, death, and resurrection of Jesus, the one who came to forgive all sins, to forgive the sins of the world. It's a sacrament of the church, the holy sacrament. This table has become for you and for me, celebrated by us in community. Years ago at St. Aidan's Episcopal Church in Cyprus, Texas, little John would always come up to the altar and come up to the rail. Little John was a member of a family and, and the son of two parents who um, were just loving and gracious and came to church every single week. Little John had Down syndrome and, and um, he wasn't such a little kid. And at three years old, he would come to the altar and he would mimic his parents. He would put his hands out in front of him at the altar, wanting to receive communion. And every single time, his parents would push his hands back. And I would have the honor and the privilege as a priest in the church to offer a blessing upon little John. One Sunday after church, I, I came up to, to Jim and Laura and I said, Jim and Laura... When, when do you think it would be a good time for, for little John to receive communion? And they said, oh, we're hoping that as he grows older that he would come to know and understand a little bit more about what all of this is, this holy mystery, this sacrament of the church, what it's all about. And I said, that's great. I, I, I just want you to know that any time that you feel he's ready, we're ready to share in that communion with him. I kid you not, the very next Sunday, little John did the same thing. He put his hands out in front of me at the altar, and he uttered five words, the five words that he has only said to me in his entire life. He said to me, I want Jesus. I've never heard him say anything so clear in my entire life. He said, I want Jesus, and his parents on either side of him began to weep, and I said, can I give him Jesus? <laughs> and they turned to me and through the tears said yes, and I handed him the bread, and he received the wine, and the other two words that he said to make up the five. He turned to me and the lay Eucharistic minister, and he said, thank you. Man. If that's not what this is all about, to remember that we need and we want Jesus, and we remember that Jesus is with us in this sacrament of the church, not so that we can cherish and worship this table, but so that we can go out into the world and be living sacraments, that we could go out into the world and share God's love with the world that so desperately needs it, especially now. We have an incredible opportunity 
between the end of this service and the beginning of our Good Friday service. The Food Bank of San Antonio has invited you and me and thousands of others in the city of San Antonio to enter into a moment of prayer and fasting. You see, there are many people in our, our community at this time whose table for Easter will most likely be empty because they have no food. It is a moment for us to actually take this sacrament of the church and put it into our lives and live it out, to actually say, I'm going to take 30 minutes of my time, 30 minutes between now and Good Friday noonday service, to pray for those who are hungry, to pray for those who have no food, to actually share that sacrament into the world, that love and that grace, that prayer that we can all utter. I pray that you will actually take that 30 minutes, and, and if you're willing to do so, in the Facebook comment feed, just say, I will pray. Say those three simple words, I will pray. Let us know that you will do such a thing. In honor and recognition of your prayer and even maybe fasting that you might take up throughout these next few hours, the church, Christ Church, has given a gift to the food bank of $1,000. Let's make that gift real. Not just a monetary donation, but a prayerful donation, a donation of remembrance that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, that Jesus Christ calls us to go out into the world and love all people, giving them hope, feeding them, and loving them. Amen.